I'm Kim. I'm Megs. Welcome to the At Woods End podcast. <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> Kittens can be real assholes. <laughs> Why are we here? What have I done? Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? You're <laughs> just sitting here staring at the wall. If I don't wake up <laughs> with jet lag, am I really living? She's insightful. I don't know, is that even a word? Welcome back to the Atwood's End podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Megs, and this is episode 42, Bewitchin' Baby. Today we are getting spooky (laughs) with Halloween right around the corner and talking about our favorite dress-up holiday. It's really the only dress-up holiday, though, isn't it? Like, I mean, true, fair. I mean, technically any holiday is a dress-up holiday if you want to make it a dress-up holiday, but like... (laughs) So today we're going to be reading some scary stories, talking about our favorite costumes, ones we hate how I'm going to go trick-or-treating with my 18-month-old, that whole scam, and how to throw a party in style. (laughs) Such a scam. You guys are just getting candy for yourselves. (laughs) People do it, though, with, like, infant infants. Like, you can walk and stuff, and I'm sure we can teach them to, like, maybe say trick-or-treat. Honestly, people people bring, like, younger kids than Hugo. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I've seen, like, some actual babies, and I'm like, why Why are you doing this? Like, they are, like, tend to be the cutest ones, but, like, you're, they're definitely not eating the candy. I'm excited to eat candy, yeah. 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 Then you get, like, the teenagers in hoodies that show up with, like, no costume and, like, a pillowcase. No. Like, really? (laughs) You're undeserving of this. I know. I wish we were going to a Halloween party, but no one's throwing one this year where we could, like, show off Hugo. But it would also have to, like, end at, like, six so that he could get home for bed. (laughs) An afternoon afternoon Halloween party for... Yeah. I've always wanted to throw, like, a good Halloween party. Like, it's it's really an easy party to throw from, like, a decoration perspective. Yeah. Because you just kind of need to turn down the lights and, you know, <laughs> add some skeletons and pumpkins everywhere. Your guests also, like, providing, they put an effort and don't do, like, the hoodies and yeah. no outfit. <laughs> Teenager vibe. <laughs> they kind of, like, just become part of the decor. So I guess, like, that makes it easier. Yeah. Okay, scratch hosting. I'd love to attend a really big Halloween party. Like, I find my issue with Halloween a lot of the time is that you get these, like, last-minute house party invites, and it's just, like, such an investment to find a good costume for, like, a very lackluster event, usually. But it would be so fun to go to, like, a proper event where you have like a reason to really go all out on the costume you know what stop reading my mind get out of my mind literally my goal is maybe not next year but the year after i want to do like a huge classic halloween party where you have to pay for tickets and yeah, there's prizes that's for what I'm best dressed about. or scariest or coolest but i i'd love to do like an og halloween theme like very monster mash kind of vibes okay. but like ghosts ghouls and monsters only like from literature you uncultured swine so like no yeah like no pop culture yeah like no stranger things or house of dragons like i know house of dragons is technically from a book and stuff but like no like i want those like creepy he did the mash like <laughs> okay no this is like you're actually like I, this is manifesting at its finest because like i that is like my only well i mean we'll get into this when we talk about like costumes like later but like i really want a reason to sew my own halloween costume like get one of the proper patterns and like actually like you know buy the fabrics and like just make it 
really nice. Yeah. But I just, I refuse to do that to sit in somebody's basement. So. No, that's fair. I, I did it once. Yeah. Like, I made my own costume from scratch. Like, I went to Fabricland. And I'm actually going to talk about it later on in the episode. But that's so funny that you say that. It's a bitch <laughs> to do. <laughs> but yeah. it's really cool. Like, you're like, I, I made this. This is, and it elevates. I'm Elevates, like, my buzzword right now. Everything can be elevated. And it's part of my, like, yeah. slogan for work. But, like, still. Elephant. Well, and I've been very, like, I took fashion in high school for, like, three years. I used to sew, like, full pajama sets with, like, collared shirts. That's like, cool. I had a lot of experience with sewing. And then, like, I graduated high school and I, like, lost access to, like, a serger and, like, things like that. And I just kind of, like, never picked it up again. But, like, I have a sewing machine and I've just never had, like, a reason to do it. So, like, I toyed with the idea of making, like, a dress or something this summer and then I just like never got around to it so like a Halloween costume feels like the perfect excuse I mean the other thing too with like having a big Halloween party I'd I'd love to like focus on like vintage spooks you know with pieces and scary looking food that actually tastes delicious but thanks to like Instagram and TikTok I see so many videos of people just really doing food so well and I'd love to play around Mm -hmm. with that but okay, I mm-hmm. guess to to get into this episode, general thoughts about Halloween. What's your, what's your take? Mm, okay, I love the Halloween the Halloween season. Okay, like truthfully, the night itself, I can kind of take or leave. But I love the decor, and I love watching like not even like just scary movies, but like like. Halloweeny movies like I would qualify like the sixth sense as like a Halloween movie just because it's about ghosts like those like I like this time of year for like cozying up and like watching like scary movies and that kind of stuff and it just it feels very like nostalgic to me like the nights get darker and the leaves are falling and like it's kind of damp and like I don't know it just it brings me back to like some there's some like childhood feeling I feel like associated with this season that I really like but like Halloween as like a day and like I just like I don't really care as much it's like more the month of october i yeah. think and the that transition i, like. and I, I don't like know i feel like thanksgiving to halloween because you go from like bountiful to like spooky <laughs> so. yeah and i just like yeah it's fun to like decorate your house and stuff like that's something we used to do like a lot when i was a kid we don't really do it anymore and like i feel like when i uh like move out and have my own apartment next year i'd really like to like oh okay. is know, that decorate. an annu- is that an official announcement that you're <laughs> you officially <I> mean, <laughs> manifesting no but my goal is my plan is my plan is january um i just like need to look um but anyways yeah i don't know that's kind of a controversial opinion i think it that like i don't really like halloween as a day but i like the season but what what about you what are your thoughts So that's interesting. That's your take on it. So November 1st and 2nd are All Saints Day and All Souls Day, which are fairly important holidays to like Polish Catholics. Like I remember growing up going to visit cemeteries and lighting candles and it was like a really beautiful way to get in touch with, you know, those who have passed on and stuff. And so Hallow's Eve, that's like Christmas Eve right Christmas Day is the big celebration but Christmas Eve is almost just as hyped up and so in this case like from the origin story of Halloween it was actually in preparation for different festivals of the change of season and then it kind of got taken over in like the 12th or 13th century by 
the All Souls Day and All Saints Day. And so it's funny because the dress up aspect was almost secondary to Halloween because for us it was more mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going to go trudge in the cold, but we get to go see Bapja and Chocha. And like I have memories of all these people who passed away. And I also have to add that I'm still allergic to chocolate and I used to be allergic to processed sugar. So like trick or treating was truly not an option for me. So I, I really wasn't allowed to go because I couldn't eat you anything. You were allergic to processed sugar? Yeah, I couldn't have like any, you know, when you have like sour gummy worms, the sugar on the outside, it's different than your regular sugar that you put in tea or something. Yeah, so I I would have pretty bad reactions. And so sometimes I'd go with my friends and I'd give them my, but it was like depressing. So I couldn't (laughs) really do that. It's not really fun if you like don't get the candy after you're just going out in the cold and like collecting a bunch of stuff you can't eat. (laughs) Exactly. So I love dressing up. And just like you, I love the spooky stressing on the not scary movie marathons and that atmosphere you're like yeah you're like a hocus pocus yeah that one was bad though (laughs) so i mean hocus pocus whoa controversial opinion hocus pocus isn't bad it's like a children's movie though you know what i mean like there's i love that vibe i wish they explored it a little bit more like i'd love to see what are they called when they do like tv series that are mini movies like cinna there's a new name for it and it's like mini series no no i'll have to figure i'll have to find it but basically it's for like cinematic tv series like the rings of power or where it's like almost like you're watching a movie because so much money or like anything of like the mandalorian a lot of the things that disney plus is doing right now where it's like almost movies within a couple episodes so if they did like a hocus pocus in that way like i love the the idea and the story have you seen the halloween town franchise because i would argue (laughs) that's what you're looking for Uh, no but that's scary that's too scary no the halloween no not the halloween oh yeah yeah yes yeah halloween town yes i have (laughs) very distinctly (laughs) different vibes okay halloween town i was like or halloween town a lot less murder in halloween town halloween is like the murderous mike myers and the mask and jamie lee curtis no i know halloween town is also like kind of silly like i need something that is not like super scary but also not too kitty but i did enjoy the halloween town that was also nostalgic because i used to play on family channel when we were growing up but what i am currently watching which is aligning with my personal brand of watching things a decade late i'm currently watching vampire diaries for the first time my sister (laughs) tink and my husband tilo both actually watched it like before me and so we're kind of rewatching Tilo it together. Has watched all of the vampire diaries i don't know if all of it but he yeah he enjoyed it and like it's a good show i love that yeah I'm, the narrative in my mind is now that tila watched all of the vampire diaries <laughs> and watched each episode as it came out every week no i think he watched like it's like one of those it was in high school and we came out and so he's yeah really, he used to really enjoy it and like would stay up watching it and stuff so yeah that's been a total yeah. i did watch the first like two seasons i think and then i feel like i kind of dropped off the bandwagon but it's one of those ones that i've like always like toyed with going back to because i feel like i really exhausted my options of like nostalgic shows i haven't seen before like i really watched like one tree hill and the oc and gilmore girls oh, and all those shows like late <laughs> yeah and like then i got through all of them and was like i have i have nothing left that's like that classic old like in high school CW network yeah like high school it's almost and, like, like you need to get into this one of them yeah and gossip girl that's another big one that was that came out when we were in grade school and then throughout high school and yeah vampire diaries is a good watch- one you should watch if you like the vampire diaries like when you're done with it you should watch discovery of witches because that's like 
adult like (laughs) no it's the same fight it's not it's not scary like i think you would really it's more fantasy okay cool yeah that's totally and the guy from leap year is in it and he (gasps) plays a vampire oh oh, okay i saw commercials for that it was literally on my list to watch i know exactly what it is okay cool cool it's on my list but okay okay before we get to our spooky stories which i'm excited for let's talk costumes are you dressing up this year no, I'll be in New Zealand over Halloween this year, so I Lame. don't have room in my suitcase to bring a costume, nor do I have any plans that are costume related. If I had dressed up this year, I really wanted to be, and nobody is allowed to steal these ideas, so just know that this is like a circle of trust if you're listening. And Absolutely like, don't steal ideas. these ideas. That's ridiculous. You're on a public podcast. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, but just like credit me or something. Uh, <laughs> Um, I really either wanted to be James Franco from Pineapple Express and my friend, my friend was going to be Seth Rogen or one of the two guys from the animated classic Road to El Dorado. Also oh, Miguel and Tulio. Tulio and Miguel. Yeah. I just like the, the thought of just like putting on a goatee and tying my hair in a ponytail and like calling it a day was really like a vibe I was going for. So yeah, those two have been tabled for next year, potentially. You know that Um, Jack Sparrow, like just thinking about your goatee, Jack Sparrow costumes are like flying off the shelves this year. And I wonder what Amber Heard, Johnny Depp type costume. I feel like that's going to be a big one. That's just from a pop culture point of view some, yeah. somebody's oh, gonna from go a pop direction. culture perspective i did also want to go as tammy faye baker <laughs> but <laughs> i just because like the the degree of makeup that i could put on would have been fun but um yeah what about you guys though like please tell me you guys are doing a cute family costume again because for anyone who doesn't know last year the walsh clan dressed up as little red riding hood the huntsman and the little big bad wolf and i would like more of that content in my life please yes yeah, so we are going to be wanda Cosmo and Baby Poof from Fairly Odd Parents, but in brackets, like make it hot. Like they're kind of goofy and make it hot. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> make it hot. <laughs> and then Bandit, our dog, if he feels like participating, will be Timmy Turner. And I'll see if I can put a little pink t shirt on him and a little baseball cap. So that oh my god, that's so cute. We'll be really cute. Very excited yeah, for that. Now I have to hold myself accountable because I think we'll go trick or treating or we'll try to go trick or treating. And then that way, if I dress up, people aren't going to be like, did you just do it for a photo? no (laughs) (laughs) maybe (laughs) do you have a favorite costume that you've donned over the years oh good question I don't think so really like at least not for Halloween I used to have really great costumes when I was like super little because my granny would sew them for me every year but as an adult I'd say my best actually was funnily enough in May this year when like a close friend of mine had a birthday party where the theme was come dressed as someone famous that has the same initial as you. Okay. (laughs) And so like I had to come dressed as someone whose name starts with the letter K. Right. And like the couple weeks before that I had had COVID. So I was really like locked in my basement in like this like fever dream. And I decided that like while the obvious option was to go as one of the Kardashians, I was going to take a more groundbreaking route (laughs) and go with Kermit the Frog. Oh my god. So I got like a green morph suit off of Facebook Marketplace and like I, there was some like old styrofoam balls and like felt in my house that my mom like <laughs> threw down the stairs into my like COVID den. And I like put together this like cursed looking Kermit the Frog costume. <laughs> and like it was so fun. 
funny. And I was absolutely blind the entire party because the felt mouth was over where my eyes were in the morse suit. So I was just like going blind, but honestly, like very That's proud so of the end result. I think you're going to have to post a photo. I think people need to see the curve. Oh, yeah. Video. I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, there was like a, but yeah, I was like playing the piano at one point, like Kermit the Frog does. <laughs> but yeah, I was like proud of that one. But it, 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 it <laughs> <laughs> that was like, I feel a good blend also of the like, it was super cheap. Like, I think I paid $8 for the morph suit and used like stuff around my house. And like, I think I bought a green like Gildan t shirt on Amazon. Yeah. But like, aside from that, it really didn't cost me anything but like half an hour of my time. And it actually turned out decently well. Yeah, that's awesome. I think I think you can do beautiful costumes. You just have to think about it. And I feel like a lot of people rush costumes. Whereas, like, when this episode is coming out, as you're listening to this episode, start thinking about your costume this weekend. Don't think about it next weekend because it'll be too late. Yes. Yeah. My costumes are tied. I can't pick. Like, one year, Tilo and I dressed up as the Tooth Fairy and a dentist and oh my god, that one was very good. I just adored I everything. It was just simple. And that was a costume that I sewed by myself. That I went, I got the tool, I put it together. It was slightly uncomfortable. And I love that. And that's still one of my top pins on Pinterest. Like it comes back year after year after year. It gets thousands of impressions. And I'm like, good, dress up as this because this is cute AF and mm-hmm. you need to do it. And then the year that we got engaged, we were Frankenstein and the fiance of Frankenstein. And that one was so much fun. We had a makeup artist come in to help with that. And that was a blast. And I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, that was a really good one, yeah. too. Yeah, and I feel like people who really put in effort or come up with something creative, like, that that makes me so happy. Like, I think that's the other issue with going to, like, basement Halloween parties is that sometimes people are, like, lame about it. It's those teenagers. And I'm like, ew. You know, so what yeah. are your, your overall thoughts about dressing up? Like, I think my thing with costumes, like, and like I said before, is that, like, I'm often fine. I'm just not really presented with that occasion to, like, make me want to invest in a truly great costume. And, like, don't get me wrong, like, house parties are fun, but it always seems like just a lot of work to do it right. And putting something together for a few hours at someone's house is, like, something I almost struggle to commit to also just for, like, from a waste perspective of, like, uh, the idea of buying clothes and, like, things that you know you're never gonna wear again is like something just even from like a sustainability perspective I kind of struggle with a little bit now and so like I do really enjoy the makeup part of costumes and like in recent years that's kind of been my go-to when I've been invited to Halloween parties like I did like a skull like it was like half my face was like made up in like like glam makeup and then the other half was like it looked like a skull was exposed and there was kind of like dripping like yeah. wax down my face that's so cool and I did that and wore just like a, a normal dress that I had in my closet to the party and like um yeah another year I did like um my friend and my friend went as Pennywise the clown and I went as the little kid in the yellow yeah. raincoat because I actually just have that yellow raincoat <laughs> as like my raincoat yeah and so I did that and had it and I got went to party city and got like a red helium balloon and like that was my like costume so like I've kind of gone the like yeah makeup route in recent years um but I like, like I said team a Halloween gala 
Yeah, I you need the event. But I also think I'm team like thrift and team make rather than mm-hmm. team buy a, like a $90 shitty costume that... Oh, yeah. You won't catch me at Party City buying one of those prepackaged costumes ever. Like, yeah. I'll make it up myself. But, like, like, it's maybe for I ideas. Think- like, to see, like, okay, what goes into this kind of costume. Like, research. <laughs> but not yeah. actually spending that crazy amount of money. Like, that's insane. Oh, and it's so... It's just so cheaply made. And like yeah. it's never it looks like you bought it at a party store like uh, like no judgment to people that wear those yeah. costumes Don't. it's just like it's not it's not for me and like I feel the same about like you know when people are like I'm a cat or I'm a devil and it's like ugh it's just so boring and like yeah give me I something niche I, <laughs> yeah and I just I feel like I have a very like go hard or go home attitude about like a lot of things like I'm either all in or I'm not in at all yeah on stuff and so like I think that that's like a big part of why I struggle with the dressing up aspect of Halloween because like I don't find I typically have the time or like resources to go all in the way I want to right and then everything else feels like not good enough yeah you know no 100% agree I just yeah I'm here for the party (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Here for the booze. Booze! <laughs> I had a party and that's what I called it. Bring your own booze! <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Um, okay, let's get into some spooky stories now. Um, we sifted through dozens and dozens of stories, honestly, to find the perfect mix of spooky, but like short enough that we're not just doing a uh, audiobook for you guys. So I'm excited to, I'm excited to read these. I'll go first. Are you ready? No, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. This is from Reddit user Excrement Cranium. What a name. Like shithead. Um, oh. Yeah. That's funny. It is funny. I didn't put that together. <laughs> Kim's like gross. <laughs> I'm just like, ew. Two like not great words. Excrement and cranium. Probably because you can't um, write shithead on Reddit. Well, yeah, that, that checks out. Spooky okay. time. Spooky time. Dim the light. In high school... In high school, yeah, everyone dim your lights when you're listening to this. Unless you're driving and then don't Please close don't. your eyes or do anything. In high school, my friends and I were messing around with a Ouija board one night. We had done it before and nothing remarkable had ever happened. We usually do it to try and scare each other or our girlfriends. We all thought it was a joke. That night, there was no one else home except the seven of us and we were all together around the board. One of the girls there wanted to try it. She had never done it before. This time was different. The board misspelled some of the words the same way every time. It gave answers that seemed historically accurate for our town, things we neither knew nor cared about. And the long story short, the spirit claimed it was a 10-year-old boy who had died on the property in the 1800s and was buried there to an unmarked grave. My friend's house was on a farm on the edge of town. We were all a little freaked out because the board had never been so detailed and consistent. However, we were still skeptical and we were all assuming one of us was trying to scare the rest. Finally, my friend asked if the spirit could do something to prove he was there with us. It went yes and then spelled out knock. Then the planchette stopped moving. We just all stared at it silently and then there was a rap 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 on the window right next to us. The lights were on outside and there was absolutely no one out there. We never touched that board again. No, thank you. My thing is, oh, I'd be straight at the library the next day trying to figure out if there was, like, a family with a small child who lived there. Digs up the entire property to find. Yeah, I know, yeah, I'm not doing, like, full genealogy on this, like, property and to find out, like, who used to... You know what this reminds me of, actually, is, like, my aunt used to live in, like, a century home in Fergus, Ontario, and it, it was super old, 
and there was a picture on her wall in the living room of the house when it was first built and there's four kids leaning over the porch. When she was living there, my uncle would often have to work like late nights and she'd yeah. be home alone with my cousin and she would often hear children running upstairs. Ooh. And my cousin was like young enough to be in a crib and she would be like, yeah. And like people would be like, oh, I swore I heard like a kid. Yeah, no yeah. thanks. Yeah. yeah. Freaky. Okay, next. Blah. Okay, this haunted story comes from Reddit user GoatBusterBM. Four years ago, I lived in a very large farmhouse. This was converted into two apartments. The house was known as the old boys' home. It used to be a house for boys with behavioral issues, but it was closed down due to allegations. I was living with my boyfriend and three-year-old daughter at the time. My bedroom had a, a large fireplace that had been boarded up and painted over. I decided to push my bed up against it one day while I was rearranging things. It was like a headboard. That night, around 1 a.m., I heard a small voice say, Mom, Mom, Mommy. I sat up in my bed but didn't see anything. So I reached over my boyfriend trying to grab down to grab my daughter and put her in our bed. I kept feeling around and I was still hearing the voice, but I couldn't feel her. My boyfriend woke up and turned the bedside lamp, asking me, What the hell are you doing? I explained that Amelia was trying to get into our bed and I was reaching for her, but there was nobody there. My daughter was sound asleep in her room. The next day came, around 1 a.m. again, my dog had started to whimper to go outside, so my boyfriend got up to take him outside. You know that feeling in a bed when someone lies down next to you, where the bed pushes in and there's warmth in your back? I felt that, so I assumed my boyfriend had come back to the bed. I rolled over, my boyfriend wasn't in the bed, and I felt the fucking bed release the pressure. Whatever was lying next to me had gotten up in that second. I moved my bed the next day to the other side of the room, and I had never had an incident in the two years I remained in that house. Ugh, okay, Ugh. that actually gives me chills. I know. <laughs> the idea of lying on your side in bed and then, like, all of a sudden sensing that someone's lying next to you that's, like, not meant to be there is absolutely horrifying. Like, whether that's, like, a ghosty vibe or just, like, you all of a sudden feel someone, like, lean yeah. on your bed and it's, like, a real person. Like, both of those, it's just, like, oh, that is so scary. It is so scary because it's just, like... Yeah. Apparently, though, like, it's interesting because a lot of the stories that I read, people weren't really afraid, except for the Ouija board ones. Whenever there's, like, interactions, they're pretty, like, calm about it, but then they're like, fuck this. <laughs> and then they just don't. Yeah. But in those moments, you know, it's just, but like, ugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, last one. This one comes from Reddit user YB Lovat. When I was around 16, my rapidly growing family finally moved from the house I had spent my entire life in. As you would expect, we spent a lot of time fondly remembering things we used to do in the house as we were packing everything up. At some point, I decided to go into the downstairs closet with a flashlight and read, something I used to do when I was younger to get some peace and quiet. This is one of those deep closets that goes under the stairs. It went back around eight feet and then had a left turn into a very low, maybe three foot high space. This space was largely occupied by a mountain of old blankets and stuffed animals. Of course, this is the fluffiest spot to sit and read. About an hour in, I shift a little to get comfortable and I hear a low, slow, warped, hoarse voice say, you always make me happy. I flipped my shit, hit my head on the low ceiling and practically broke the door <laughs> down getting out. After hyperventilating and explaining to my family why there was no color left on my face, I went back to see what it was. It was my stuffed little bear from when I was three or four years old that I happened to lean on just right to press his belly. When I pressed his stomach again, though, nothing. This poor bear I hadn't played with since I was a toddler used the last of its power, used its dying breath to tell me I made it happy. <laughs> you make me happy too, little bear, when you're not making me piss myself. 
I, I can just I understand that feeling of like moving as quickly as possible. Like that's funny. It's a funny story, but just terrifying and like You know what it reminds me of? What? Is when I was little I had a Furby and <laughs> Which are terrifying. How are those? They are terrifying. Stories? And one time I was asleep in my bed and it woke up in the middle of the night. I was probably like six. It woke up in the middle of the night, opened its eyes and just went, Feed me And like it Furby goes out the window. Scared me. It scared me so much. That's what this reminds me of. Like when yeah, when toys that talk talk when they're not supposed to. So scary. <laughs> okay, so we had this is scary but it was just like funny because my mom was it scared my mom but we had a barbie that you could like click on her back and she had a few catchphrases and i guess one of my sisters had brought this barbie into the bath unknowingly you know not understanding that you can't put something with a battery in the water right and the barbie's voice got warped and you'd hear do you wanna play but like in the middle the night (laughs) my mom thought and like but it would like it wouldn't stop talking right to the point where like my mom like burst into our room the door flew open monica's bawling her eyes out because that's even more terrifying like we've been sleeping we don't even hear the barbie but my mom sleeps super light and you know she took it and she literally threw it out the window into the snow (laughs) oh my god that's so funny (laughs) so i was like terrified forever thank you so much because you know now I like lock the door when I sleep, so yeah. That's it's funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that just about wraps up our Halloween chat. So on to the film. <laughs> that was a good spooky one. Thank you. I, I love doing spooky. All we just go is like boo in the house. We're trying to get Hugo to say boo, but it's He's like, oh, <laughs> that's like a good alternative to getting him to say trick or treat. Just get him to walk out of people's doors and go boo. Oh, that would be so cute. I could, we get yeah, extra I'd give candy. A, I'd give, I'd, yeah, I'd give a kid extra candy if they did that. Yeah, all so, of Thanksgiving, we're just, like, gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> we're going to get it. So maybe boo will be the first one. Maybe yeah. ho, ho. I ho- Hopefully by Christmas, he can at least say ho, ho, ho. <laughs> He's like <laughs> <laughs> walking around not Christmas time being like, ho. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so today in our fellow math, we're talking about Halloween matchmaking and some lesser known rituals. So aside from classic trick-or-treating or jack-o'-lanterns, there are a lot of other traditions that are less commonly known. Halloween goes back thousands of years, as do a lot of things like trick-or-treating. But many of these kind of lesser known rituals they're obsolete they're focused more on the future or like the part that they play in the future instead of the past and the living instead of the dead so for all our single friends this halloween here is generations past love potion number nines because i have a few of them (laughs) many of these rituals had to do with helping young women identify their future husbands this was all the rage and reassuring them that they indeed would someday with luck maybe by next Halloween, be married. And in 18th century Ireland, a matchmaking cook might bury a ring in her mashed potatoes on Halloween night, hoping to bring true love to the diner who found it. Which, maybe you could also kill him, but you never know. Like, that's a huge... Seems a waste of a a ring. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully hopefully they get it back one way or another. (laughs) Okay, in Scotland. (laughs) Fortune... Oh, I didn't even think about it like that. 
<laughs> I meant like they give the ring back, not steal it because it's 18th century Ireland and, you know, you never know. Right. Yeah. Okay. In Scotland, fortune tellers recommended that an eligible young woman name a hazelnut for each of her suitors and then toss the nuts into the fireplace. The nut that burned to ashes rather than popping or exploding, the story went, represented the girl's future husband. However, in some versions of this legend, the opposite was true. The nut that burned away symbolized a love that would never last. Which I feel like this the latter makes the most sense. Yeah, which the latter does make the most sense, but which one do you believe? And like what if you've got what if you've got a bunch of hazelnuts? Like you've got so many potential suitors. What if you don't have any a (laughs) fistful of hazelnuts and you chuck them in and you've got to remember who's who (laughs) in the flames? I was thinking yeah, more got the like... opposite issue is that you don't have, oh you don't have any hazelnuts for this Halloween sorry. <laughs> you know, oh, someone's there with like a wheelbarrow of hazelnuts they're like I'm just I'm just you know testing all my the options. Whole town yeah. <laughs> yes. it's every single man in every town. Every eligible bachelor from from ages twelve to fifty six like. <laughs> Okay, another tale had it that if a young woman ate a sugary concoction made out of walnuts, hazelnuts, and nutmeg before bed on Halloween night, she would then dream about her future husband. I mean, like, why not? Interesting. (laughs) Sure. Am I going to see t if I do this? Or, like... (laughs) Don't don't test that. Double checking that it works. (laughs) Shit. Is that Chris Pine? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. Harry Styles? (laughs) I knew it was meant to be. <laughs> okay. I have two more. So, okay. young women tossed apple peels over their shoulders, hoping that the peels would fall on the floor in the shape of their future husband's initials. Tried to learn about their futures by peering at egg yolks floating in a bowl of water and stood in front of mirrors in darkened, room- darkened rooms, holding candles and looking over their shoulders for their husband's faces. I, I'm going to need you to do the apple peel thing, please, because that one sounds cool. Like, I guess you need to have, like, some different types of peels, but you never... I can't peel an apple all in one go, can you? No. Okay. I can hardly peel a clementine in all, all one go. <laughs> I have to yeah, do that. I don't do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I feel like an apple would be would be a task. Have you ever carved an apple to make, like, a shrunken head? I did that when I was a kid. No, what's that? That's cool. Oh my god, I feel like that's like right up your alley. You yeah, like oh, to me. there's there's yeah, there's a way. I'm pretty sure I had it in like a craft book when I was like like a little kid. But you like take an apple and then you you carve like a face in it and mm-hmm. then you either like leave it to dry or you like soak it in something and basically it becomes like a shrunken head. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah. I finally yeah. like. I'm not really huge on Halloween decorations because I find that they're kind of kitschy. But I have, I finally added, like, two little pieces. I like a little bit of, like, not overdoing it, like how I imagine a lot of Americans do, but just enough. So I have, like, a skeleton. I have two skeletons of, like, birds. They're plastic, but, like, of an owl and a vulture, and I think that's cool. And then I found at Michael's, it's, like, this, like, post with a bunch of, like, you know, it's, like, they have, like, different cities on, like, different pieces of wood, and it's, like, this way, this way. So on my sign, I wanted to do, like, black cat adoptions wart removals or like just something not too oh that's cute not like yeah, sleepy like not hollow. so like obvious yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. which not like no like halloween town this yeah. way <laughs> halloween this way halloween town that way 
I need to come up with a few other ones that are just like not that obvious but still cute that I can just like stake into my garden. Yeah. I'll okay. brainstorm. All right. Nah, last one. So other rituals were more competitive. At some Halloween parties, the first guest to find a burr on a chestnut hunt would be the first to marry. At others, the first successful apple bobber would be first down the aisle. I feel <laughs> bobbing for apples. Have you ever bobbed? Post- it's so hard. Yeah, yeah, I think I have when I was like, like a kid in like Girl Guides or something. But like in a post-COVID world, I'm not sure that like bobbing for apples is the move. And also it's just going to ruin your makeup. Okay. Not if you're wearing a mask. I feel like if you're wearing a mask, you're gonna drown. Like you take the mask off, went, Kimberly. Oh, oh my I god! Like, um, I was like, I think it would fill with water. <laughs> no, I mean like, because that's how you you get away with that if you're not if you're not makeup heavy, but you have like a cute little mask on or something. And true, then, true. Okay. I think it's really fun. Like I think that's part of the appeal of Halloween parties is some of those kind of halloweeny games and like the hunts mm-hmm. for things are always really fun there's actually a really good uh agatha christie hercule Poirot and murder mystery novel called halloween party and it's an excellent and it's kind of scary like it's 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 the scariest one in regards to it gets like a little spooky and a little like oh, okay did not see that coming compared to the other books but yeah highly recommend that it has good halloween party games inspo if anybody's thinking of of hosting so but the moral of this film math if hinge and bumble haven't been working for you why not give a few of these a try you know if you if you know what your husband's face is gonna look like whatever you know as soon as you see it, live your life and then you're gonna keep your eyes out yeah. you've got like a like a wallet size like uh <laughs> Uh, oh my god like a police sketch yeah. and you're just like <laughs> no not you come here can you just look at me for a second <laughs> have you seen this man <laughs> he puts up posters like in the office <laughs> oh, that's funny but yeah that does conclude our short but sweet but trick-or-treat halloween episode And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to leave us a rating and review. And if you're listening on Spotify, uh, follow us so you'll stay up to date on all of the latest episodes. And if you're not already following us on Instagram, you can find us at at witsendpodcast. And until next time, bye! Bye Bye-bye!